Grand Rising, wishing you much peace, blessings, good soul, refreshed spirit, a peace of mind. Welcome. You are listening to the BB Glow Podcast Adventures. And I am your host, hostess with the mostest, BB Globe. Welcome. How are you feeling today? What's good? What's going on in your world? Think about it. Say it to yourself. Can't complain. Feeling good. Going through some shit. Just understand. We are all going through it. Whether it's in society, personal world, you know, in your mental, in your heart, you know, with family members, you by yourself, you ain't got nobody to beef with, you know, whatever. Be content. Be grateful that you were able to wake up today. A fresh start. Decide what you want. You don't believe in anything per se. You just believe in the universe is going to do its thing. Hey, nothing wrong with that. As long as you cool with who you are. Don't be one of those people that hate yourself for no reason. You don't know what to do with your life right now. You're complacent. You're at a standstill, you stuck somewhere, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So you ran out of gas. So you got a writer's block. So you got a block, period. Be by yourself. Fix your world. Think on things. Nothing inspires you. You're feeling down in the dumps. Take a walk. Go to a flower store. Walk around and sniff different flowers. Feel the leaves, the texture. Reconnect. Ground yourself. You can't move. You can't do anything. Look at the color green. Just stare at it. Blink a few times. Keep your eyes moisturized. But look at the color green. It's an inspirational color. Some people don't feel happy per se. Some people don't feel sad per se. Does it matter the shade? Only to you. You think about that. When I was little, I remembered my nickname was Green Gean. My older brother gave that name to me. And I liked it because my mom gave me this dark green dress. And when I first got it, I think it was a hand-me-down from my older sisters. But when I first got it, it was like a brand new dress, of course. But it was pretty. I loved the deep green. But then, you know, stuff happened back then. We were in a recession, if you want to call it that. Motherfuckers was depressed. Their wallets were depressed. Literally. The 80s were no joke. It was a time to live through. You know, and you coming off the 70s, so ish was already bad. You know, hey, there's some parts of the world 
that may not think that they see a good day. But a good day is a day that you wake up. Be grateful. And you might you might not be in the in the mood right now to be ungrateful. I mean to be grateful. You know, sometimes we have that switch that just been flicked. We out of gas. Imagine driving a car just for miles. You on a highway, then you on the back roads, then you in a dirt road, but nothing going, nothing else breaking down on your car. You just going. Do you know where you're going? Yes, no, maybe so. You're just probably just learning how to drive. So all you know how to do is to drive forward. Okay. Just keep driving. Just picture it in your own head. Just keep driving. Don't worry about nothing. You ain't got nothing that's going to hit you from the right or the left. You're not going to get T-boned. Don't worry about that. You're just driving. You're driving whatever speed you want to drive. You want to cruise on the 50s? Ain't nobody honking at you. Nobody cares. They going around. They're aware of you. They know who you are. Hey, why bother? If it ain't broke, don't fix, right? So they get a, they go around you. You ain't nobody bother. You ain't in nobody way. You want to come up to the Route 66? Boom. 66 miles per hour. You feel comfortable at that speed? All right. What kind of car are you driving? Say that shit. You you driving a Rolls Royce? Go ahead. What color? Can't imagine. What finish? Is it glossy? Looking like wet fingerprint, uh, fingernail polish? Is it marbly? Is it just chocolate? Is it black? What kind of car you got? How fast are you going? You going 90, 95, 116? Were you in an Aston Martin? You in a Porsche? What, what color is your car? You know? What's up? Can you feel the vibrations in your seat? Or is the road smooth? Is it bumpy lumpy? How you like your ride? There's nothing wrong when you're out of gas. You think. You can fantasize a little bit. You know? Think about something that never gets old to you. I remember I was taught this game in elementary school. I think it was kindergarten and then as you get older first grade second grade it was like an assignment or something but anyway the questions were you know like the first question what's your name you write your name as pretty as you can write it it was like a little booklet like you told your own story um and it had lines for you to fill in and every grade had one that's slightly complicated you know like in kindergarten my, I had the thing about colors I love colors so I had the, the, the teacher gave me like a big pack of colors and I just it was like a brain overload oh my god all these in-between colors you know what I could do I'm using all of these colors 
and I made my own story and it was my I, I guess you can say like the whiz you know I met all kinds of color everything from colored people to colored everything plants food what was poisonous what wasn't it had like a real life scenario type thing like I accidentally touched poison oak which I didn't but in my story it said that and then it you know um you can color it whatever color you wanted to but in the story part of it it gives you it tells you the color of the poison oak how you can tell it's poison oak and what other plants you might confuse it with if you touch poison ivy and what that does and when you were a kid that was the biggest concern for, with parents and teachers don't come home itching which is you know a you know the biggest concern in life period <laughs> when you get into relationships <laughs> and marriage <laughs> but don't come home itching so we always had state parks and stuff that we went to when we were kids and it was always exciting to me because I always brung home these seeds for a particular type of oak tree and if you crack the nut open outside it was like a two seed thing it was like you crack the outer shell and it was like dye in there like little dye fibers like and I tried it too you could put it in water that bad boy would turn that bug out green or or brown depending on when you picked up that nut and then it had an inner shell that you can if you were good with pliers or something you can crack that open to get to the inner seed which smelled nasty always smelled like pee <laughs> you know after rain which also cut grass smell like that too ew um but um but yeah and they used to give us guided tours didn't matter what grade you were in the teacher's staple was to take you there you know Flushing Park Bayside Park Forest Park Central Park like the, like we were on lesson troops um when we were in younger grades and they were free all you needed was your parents um signature so I always learned about those nuts and it was funny because every time somebody gave me an assignment you know um when right before we had lunch we would have an assignment and this is what happens when people love their job because the little tour guide that we had for for small grades they didn't have to have a tour guide cuz they you don't need a tour guide tour guide at all actually you just go to the park it's free you know and at the time they even set up a little museum thing a little book shop with for us and our teachers would always strongly encourage we took a book home if you were going to buy something else buy something that makes you think and they all especially put pressure on me because I, my family has history. So it was to that, um, that expectation that I had to buy a book every time. Or, you know, or if I bought a game, it had to be a thinking game, like a puzzle or something with words on it, which was more difficult sometimes, but. My teachers always encouraged me to get something harder and harder. Just work hard for no reason. Just to work hard. Even summer vacation when you when you don't want to think. You just want to run around. Which I did. Ran around. Got into fights with boys. You know. All kinds of stuff. 
got threatened by other girls and stuff and all kinds. I mean, you know, whatever. It was crazy. Summertime, for some odd reason, don't agree with black folk in South Jamaica. So, but the picnics and the, um, the block parties and all that stuff, people who actually love to have fun and keep communities together... I mean, that used to be the bombest time. Everybody can tell you a, a part of a, of a block party that they were into. I remember when my brothers were old enough to start chasing girls, you know. And I would always introduce them to somebody who was in their grade, who knew who they were, but they didn't know who the girl was. Because they needed thinking girls. You don't need a damn Barbie doll. You don't need somebody that's, you know, only concerned about their hair and nails, and then really not. They're just concerned about the outer shell of things. Ew. Anyway, so much for looking out. <laughs> but, um, but for real, though, like, you know, we used to have activities in the city. And those, those little tour guides, those used to be the, my favorite part of the whole trip. I mean, right next to eating lunch and having free time to play around and run, you know, and stuff like that and constantly eat. But I mean, hell, even when like the mosque used to have um, summer uh, picnics and stuff um, like, I don't know, it was always on a weekend and you get into the park, you know, Hempstead Park or something. They took you to a, on a long ride. And I mean, and everybody knew everybody paid for it. So it was like there was no hard feelings. That's how you raise your money. Take us to on trips and stuff. But, um, yeah, it used to be fun for the kids. And those tour guides put in so much that they would give you copies of task sheets, little, little questions about stuff you just learned. They'll give you a presentation, put the actual animal on the table. Sheesh, when I remember a dude had a snake, I mean a baby snake, and it was just a little grass snake, but I wasn't playing that shit. Hell no. Yeah, but I don't know why the reptiles love me. Probably because they could feel my cold reflecting off of me while everybody else got body heat. Oh, the one time I used to love snuggling in the wintertime with the fat kid in the classroom. Like our teachers used to make us sit together. He was so warm. He would radiate right off of you. This mug, I swear his father was the sun. <laughs> but yeah, he used to radiate. He used to sweat so hard. And I think I broke him one day because it was just winter. It was the coldest winter. I hate winter. Like I used to curse. The, oh, Lord, have mercy. My fingers be blue and purple. People used to think I had some kind of nail polish. Like, uh, bitch got no blood. Young blood. But yeah, it was just like, um, sitting next to him. He, and he wasn't all that particularly smart, like. He really wasn't. He was just such, he was like his parents' love child. Like, he was just so damn happy just to be here. So, I mean, I hated them people. Oh, he always talked. I mean, you could talk about something hard and something emotional, something that happening in the world. And this motherfucker would totally ignore that shit and without a beat, still be upbeat and bright and sunny. He used to blow my damn mind. I'm like, you don't see shit. Pass your own little shit. And he was a kid, but I was a deep thinker. I don't know. But I was trying to fix him. And he was like that for years. I mean that. Well I didn't try to fix One time he, he found. He used to like me. So that was my advantage of sitting next to him in the winter time. I could, I could wear my coat. And he would warm me up. And he used, I think he had asthma or something. But he, he was always wet. So he used to always like 
um, sometimes if he had like problems breathing, he put one arm on my shoulder. And for the longest, for, for my whole grade, I thought he was being disrespectful until I asked him about it one day in the summertime. And he was like, oh, cause I can't breathe. So I'd be, you know, I need to put my arm up. It opened my airways and he was a smart kid. And I was like, oh shoot. So we end up being friends. He liked me, but I, I, I can't do anything about that, you know, but I was good. You know, my brothers were cool and stuff, but this kid, they used to always giggle at me about this kid. They, I mean, they liked that I hung out with this kid in the classroom. We had nothing in common. This kid always talked about shit we, we didn't really have often. Ice cream, cake, and parties and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Where do you live? In Disney World? My mom would never let me go over to nobody's house. Never let me go sleep over or nothing. She just didn't want me to have no fun. I don't know. Honestly. But, um, yeah. She, she used to, um, you know, I, I used to always get invited to parties. You know, parents were grateful that I played with their kids. I'm like, that your kid is smart. Your kid is fun. I'm just teaching them how to run around. Because, you know, city kids, they're clean. They don't run. They walk. You know, they'll run when they kid kids. But it, I don't know what the hell. These parents be grooming them to be like little business boys. You know, and then they don't know no, nothing about trade, fair trade. But they be... You know, they'd be too clean in the city. I remember, oh my God, I couldn't stand them kind of kids. You know, ugh. They, they used to be too clean. I used to get them foundly fucked up, messed up. I mean, the girls, I, I started to feel bad after a while because they did have some cute outfits that, I, that my mom wouldn't allow me to wear. You know, their shorts were just too high. It was damn near panties. But, um, but yeah, it was just, you know... They had some cute outfits, but and we played tag so much. I was so engaging that I'd get kids to play as hard as I was playing. They'd scream. They'd yell. Get, get it all out your system. Because when you get in that house, all you want is dinner and a bath. And then you, you can stay up and watch TV if you want. You're the most quiet kid. Yep. I used to have this next door neighbor. She was much younger than I was, but used to teach her how to run around that that girl only knew how to be pretty and she was beautiful pretty cute so they going you know good for her cute but i couldn't st oh god <laughs> i can't stand the decoration ah no you're human get scuffed a little bit scars are sexy i don't care what nobody say you know i i wasn't it took me so long to get into boys but i was not into boys i was into making money and learning shit and seeing new shit just go i mean i used to just walk around the neighborhood when my mom didn't know i used to just walk around just walk the walk as far as i can walk until it got dark enough that i got comfortable and then i turn around and walk that same path back home you know or at least until i got somewhere where i recognized was close by and then i changed my path up but you know still You know, but I used to, I, I mean, the simple things make me happy. People just don't get that shit. People just don't get it. It's not, I mean, I like making money because I, I played video games growing up, you know, but I'm more of a saver. Like if I spend money, everything is about business. You'll get it back in tax returns. Trust that. Man, I remember when my father caught me trying to do my own damn taxes. Oh my God. He thought that was the funniest ass thing he's ever heard. 
I was playing, trying to move out my damn mom's house. I was trying to move out the house, period. Just period. I just knew I can be a, a better uh, adult than anybody. I could adult the shit out of something, you know? <laughs> so, ah, but I was just, I was always ready to be like out on my own, go somewhere, travel, meet new people. I mean, and I don't even want to meet new people, but funny enough, it's just people be so curious about you. That's why I never, I never really had a big problem with prejudice. I hate ignorant prejudice shit. I hate ignorant preju prejudice. But prejudice, prejudice, like you, like, okay. And there's different types of ignorant prejudice. But this one particular type I'm talking about is you just don't know. And you're scared because you're insecure. You know what I mean? So you don't know. And there's people who are naturally like that, for real, who are just... They're, they're just, it's just because they've never been exposed, so they don't know. I used to ask all kinds of questions. I used to lose friends like that, you know, because first, I, I always start out quiet and stuff because I'm listening to that person. I'm, I'm hearing them out. The most I do is give answers. If you don't know a better word, way of, of, of a definition for something, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you some shit and you won't even realize I'm teaching you. Like, if I see the potential that you could be a better person... Or you can be, I mean, some people are just sexy with knowledge. Like, some people, if they had the package like that, and they were open-minded to learn some shit, yo, son, the next time you see that mug, he'll be taking care of some, some rich person, will fly their ass to the other side of the world just to learn something. Just because they were cool peoples. There's people in the world like that. There's not a lot. But you have to just be grateful. I've never, honest to God, the first time I actually had to make money to, to buy my own food, I was sick. I was sick. Yeah, it was a bad time to, to, to have to do shit on your own. I mean, because being healthy, all this shit is easy. I, I don't even want much in the world. I love natural beauty, everything. If you're curious in the right place, in the right way, man, pfft. You're dangerous, you know? You ask all the right questions. And people, especially older people who've been in the profession for a long time, teachers especially, you can't get them to shut the fudge up for nothing if once you start learning something because they got a cause. You know? Their heart, they got to... You, and it's the natural human instinct to have to pass something on. There are people who came from, you know hard places didn't that didn't signify anything knowledgeable just ignorance right okay but then they they invested the time and energy to get educated and stuff where they can pass down a better knowledge than what they know was just ignorance somebody has to make the change but just to be naturally fairly curious i mean that honest to God, if you, I mean, yeah, some people call it naive, depending on what level of intelligence you are on, not ego, not, not arrogance. Okay. Actual intelligence. You might want to call it naive, you know, because in many ways it can be depending on your environment. You can't necessarily call somebody who's used to living in a rural area, undeveloped, for a long time and then you throw them in a smack dag in the middle of New York City and tell them find their way to the to the um, nearest Walton Waldorf hotel you can't you can't expect them to just fucking know they're going to be asking all over the town 
all, all over the town getting directions and stuff. Somebody might be nice enough to walk them places. I've had people help me and walk me somewhere even though they had somewhere to go. And they didn't accept no money. And oftentimes, uh, there were certain, certain times where in my life where I didn't have money to give them. But I had sincere thanks and gratefulness that the next time I saw them, I was like, wait a minute. I remember where I found, where I saw you at. And they wouldn't remember. And I would remind them and I would offer them lunch. You mind if we talked about that day? You know, and or, or just plain and simply, here's some money. I remember you from this time. Here you go, sir. You know, and who knows they might need it that day I remember I gave a dude $20 just because I was honestly in that position where I had moved somewhere um far away from normal from from normal and I'm used to being in a city and I could not for the life of me get perfect direction somewhere because to me at the time I had city eyes everything looked the damn same it was just flat I mean, with trees here, but it was scary if you went near the trees because you know it gets dark in the forest first. Anyway, but, um, but yeah, so this person just, you know, literally held my hand, not, well, not literally held my hand, but he's literally walked me to the area. I mean, even when he didn't even hear about it, but he had great direction sense. And then after a while, when I got comfortable, he showed me where the nearest market was that I can buy food and stuff until I got more comfortable venturing out, you know, and one day he, he, you know, ran into him on the route that I used to, that I got lost on. And, you know, he remembered my face, but he didn't remember why he remembered my face, you know, anyway, so I just gave him 20 bucks. Boom. I appreciate it. And he was like, okay. I said, don't try to give it back this time. He's like, okay. And I think it was like two, three years later, but time has flown by so fast. I swear to God, it felt like it was like eight months, you know, but, and then, and then one day, you know, he said, you know, I, I was going to a, a art gallery and he, he, um, I think he was going to the same art gallery. Yeah, I was going to an art gallery because somebody invited me in. Uh, they had pottery, they had bead making, glass making, all that for free, damn it. And I kept seeing the signs and everything, but I couldn't, I never, I could never stop because I was always going to work. So, but I kept seeing it in the small little corner cafe look. It was like a building, like just a single building out of nowhere. And, um, but it looked like it, it. somebody just picked it up out of New York and put, and put it right there. Anyway, it had a small little um, cafe in it after a while. So I kept walking that route. And even when I worked on the weekends, I would see that cafe. But never be able to afford to um, be in there willy-nilly for pay paying bills. Then, one day I had nothing to do. So I was just walking. And that's how I ran into him. Come to find out he's one of the potters. And I was just, I mean, I love art. So I was just walking around. And every time the guided tour told us some history about something or why the person chose this shape or what's this supposed to mean, man, I had the best questions. Like, I got people buying art and I didn't even work there. I was the awesomest hype person in a classy way. Um, 
But yeah, I asked so many questions. I, I even gave small little stories to teach people a little something, something, especially about Muslim history. It was crazy. So it inspired. It was like being a little groupie. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Not going to lie. I see good in things. So, and then they started inviting me to the, to the evening shows. One of the dudes recognized that I'm a, that I don't buy art. Because I was living in an apartment. Art for me is where you're going to be permanent somewhere. I cannot stand to have somewhere where you're paying a bill. Ah, oh, nah. Because you're not, you're not, eh. It's too, too many options for you not to be there. You know? So, get something permanent. Everybody needs a base. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, that's basically what it was. It was just, you know, this dude ended up being one of the artists. And I didn't know which piece he was describing it to me, but it was Jesus Christ. I can't stand people who describe things in a broad form because I'm, I'm like, what kind of description is that? All of this could be, it could be anything. But thankfully, all of the art was so good that when I guess he waited till I got to his piece and I was just floored. Like I was just like, oh, whoa. I would so put that, I would carve a hole in the wall and put a whole little rack there just for that to stand there. It was beautiful and in my favorite color. So it was just nice though. But, you know, people started seeing how I responded to things and then they started having conversation with me. Then somebody would be like, I'd buy it. And then somebody else, I mean, I there was even some businessmen who was like, "If you, I'll buy this if you promise to have coffee with me. And I would say... I would buy that if you do not give me, if you, if you give me some time first, I'll give you time. I'll let you know when I have free time, I do work. So I cannot stand for people to tie up your time. No, 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 no. I'm not, you going to put me on hold player. <laughs> My number done changed three times already. So yeah, no, I can't, if, especially when no jump, just jumping through hoops just to try to make meetings. It's cute in a, in a New York movie. It's cute. Because New York life really sometimes, especially when you're young, be that busy. You got how many different friends wanting to hang with you personally. You know, like they see you, maybe they see you more often in a group and everything, but they really want to just, just you and them. And I used to do that when I was younger, like up until my teenage years, then I started working for real, for real. And I wasn't all into that. I had to tell people, not to make me a pillar in their world. I'm doing too much and I'm trying to go too far. <laughs> so, you know, don't, don't put the commitment on me. I would never, if you had opportunities, I would never restrict you. And everybody knows that by the way I talk to them. Call me when you ain't got nothing better to do. Why not? That's the perfect time to catch up. Especially when you tired and you don't, you, you on the bed you're not necessarily tired, like you're not going to sleep, but you're not getting up to do nothing neither. And you're not hungry enough to move. Call a bitch. Cause I want to learn something about you. I don't want you. I, I don't, I don't marry people like that. I don't want you all up in my face. Even if you're a neighbor, give a bitch a break. Let a bitch breathe for real. Especially when you see people with a lot of ability and a lot of thinking power, you can't crowd a scientist. You will be the most miserable motherfucker. You ain't going nowhere, bitch. You would be in a, you might as well be chained up in a dungeon just waiting for a motherfucking spare time. Y'all seen it even on Sex in the City, Carrie Bradshaw and The Russian.
as they call them. But, you know, we all know that was Barishnikov. Oh, my God, his ballet was so beautiful. Like, for real, Barishnikov is that man. He, he's that mug. He, he's solid. Solid as a rock. He's solid. His dance moves, the hardest, the hardest gangster cannot watch him. I mean, of course, you're going to make jokes because that's not your culture. So, you're going to talk about, oh, he's wearing tights. But if you shut the fuck up. And just watch a whole act. You'll be surprised on how much that dance pulls emotions out of you. You'll know. You'll learn in no time what the fuck is going on in this whole scenario. Now, some dudes, I'm not gonna lie. Some dudes don't like the twirling. Okay, it's a little, a little too much spinning and twirling. But for real, for real, there's stories in these things. You know. But if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Fine. But you know. That's why it's funny, but I learned this from my mom. You don't laugh at everything. You don't laugh at any, everything because if you laugh at it, it's like you're negating the knowledge. You're judging or and stuff. And, you know, don't shut it completely off. I mean, be aware that it exists. Be aware and in, in everything. You don't got to commit to everything. You ain't got to be married to everybody. You know, so that's where I'm at. Now, I can't be cooped up, cropped up up under somebody or something or some agenda for too long or a job (laughs) because people have a bad habit of making things bad early and when they don't keep the contract of that timeline you're miserable because they are unsettled and I hate that it doesn't matter if they're living with you or if they're not living with you they because they feel once they hit their ceiling, it's over. You've already said you became an adult. You're you're not gonna. Your imagination is closed. You're just not open to think or see something else. You're just you're in your little hole. You're in, you're not gonna progress. You're not gonna evolve, and nobody has nobody else has the right to. No, with that kind of thinking, you have to not have a tight grip, not at all, because that's how people be dying alone. That's how people be so fucked up on their deathbed because you just couldn't see past beyond your own desires. You know, pleasing your desires constantly becomes an addiction as much as a drug, sex, anything else is. Food, I mean, hell, you can worship anything, anything. After reading Muslim history, People used to make stack dates on each other like a like I guess a some kind of figure, call that a god, worship it and and everything. And then when they get hungry, they're gonna eat God. So you can't laugh at everything. You gotta be aware of it. But everything is not a laughing matter. Sometimes it will tickle a man, you know. But if it offends somebody else and causes a great big outburst, discipline is key. Because I remember I thought something was so simple to somebody because it was so simple to me. And I remember it was so simple to me that I giggled at it, not like arrogantly, or maybe it was some arrogance, but not, I wasn't flaunting it at nobody. I was just saying, oh, hell no, that's basic, that's common sense, and this and that. And I will pull out a whole hit line of history as to how many generations agree with it and as to why and, and things like that, how it's applied. And what I've seen for myself. And not realizing that 
it's it tends to come off like an like an indoctrination or it comes to like like it, it comes off to different people a certain way because they feel offended however you slice it they feel offended and i've had people feel offended because they felt like they were dumber than me so when i was in school and i felt like i wasn't learning anything i really felt like i was getting dumber i used to cut and go to the library but anyway in the meanwhile sometimes i used to come back to school and i would fail a test on purpose so when other people saw it you know i would act like i'm trying to keep it from them hiding my test score turning the paper over and when they were sm somebody would swipe my paper without me noting without me you know paying attention and they'd be like they'd laugh at it you got a 45 but you forget i wasn't here i don't even care what the what, what it's about because that's not the statewide that's not the regions so i don't care what the, what grade they give me on it they can go but so low for my grade because when it counts on 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 the midterms and all that i will show the fuck out that's why teachers could never really complain about me because it's like i'd be studying at home but i had some horrible grades on regular friday tests you know those every friday you got a test thing i would fail just so other students can see stop putting so much fucking weight on everything if you don't know something, ask somebody who knows something. But they were so used to trying to take advantage of you and being nasty that it was like, okay, so I stayed by myself. I end up having a nerd crew. I end up having my own little geek squad, you know. Um, and I used to fight for all my geeks. You know, we all, I mean, they couldn't fight. And I had to teach some of them, like, you know, teach them to punch hard. Don't be afraid uh, until they, they punch hard enough for, for me to register that, okay, that's a hard punch. Then I'd let them know, don't get fucked up, though. Because <laughs> the only time you should fight a friend is if you believe different things and you feel that strongly about it. But at, at after that, whether you decide that that person is right and you were just arrogantly trying to keep it on a bad thing or, or you just didn't want to change, you still respected each other enough that, okay, you didn't hang together like that no more in elementary. But when you got to junior high school, you know that if they're trying to jump one of us, I'm jumping in to fuck somebody up too. We're going to get some numbers in. Because, you know, we were still thinking freshman day was a thing. You know? And so we used to have a strategy. But anyway, the person that I supposedly teamed up with ran home. Scary ass cat. And there was no freshman day anyway. People put so much weight on it to the point where the, the day that it, it ended was my, my year. It was we even got out of school an hour early. But everybody was already on the street playing for three hours already. So it was like, oh, I'm losing daylight. <laughs> ah! So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's nothing. I mean, you can't knock somebody's other point of view. That's, you know, that may be as far as their knowledge go. And nobody is straight A's on every, on every level. Definitely not, you know. I mean, I try to be, but definitely not when I, when I want to be alone and I mean, don't fuck with me. Don't call me. Don't, don't write me. Don't nothing. I mean, you can write me. I'll take a pen pal, you know, regular letter with a stamp, but that email shit, all that, that phone texting, I'm on do not disturb. And if my phone die, I might, <laughs> you know, but people, because people think, oh, you got time off. I remember one time I had like two three months off of work the schedule was just done for 
and I was dying to get back to work. But I had like two, two, three months off of work. It was during the winter. And instead of me sleeping, catching up on my sleep, motherfucker was calling me over at their house, they boyfriend beating their ass, or they, you know, they trying to find a home, or, you know, I'm always, you know, I was helping other people with their shit, and it was important shit, so it wasn't like, nah, bitch, you on your own. It was stuff that I knew about, and so I helped them out, you know. But I remember that those three months, man, I don't know, I'm so animated that people think that once I'm, I'm free to see them now, they think I'm going to always be free. And it's like, no, bitch, I don't work at home. Even if I did, I still wouldn't be able to answer the phone. But what do I know? Right? And I always wondered, what the fuck do you do? What do you do? Like, do you go to work? People make time, man. People used to call me at work. I'm like, are you going? You're calling me from your job? Your manager's not there, right? Yeah, but she's in the next aisle. What the fuck? <sighs> Dude, you better, it, I mean, I, ne I never wanted to have a, a cell phone in school. I mean, by the time I was in high school, that, you know, having a house phone was the biggest thing, damn it. But somebody, there was people, it was a thing where people wanted a cell phone, but they would even pretend that their car phone was a cell phone. But it, cell phones were just coming out. People were, you know, beepers was the thing. Anyway, um... Yeah, so I had all kinds of people calling me um, and stuff. My mother got sick and tired of people calling me because it was mostly boys calling. But it was because they were naturally dumb. You know, they couldn't get the schoolwork. So I was teaching them how to read over the phone. And I would make them read the same passage until they understood what it said. And then I, I spent time, yo. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not half-assing nothing. I just, I, I just, I had so much stamina. I just needed things on different levels. To keep me occupied. Because if not, then you're looking for love at home and it's not there. So, fuck it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because everybody was busy. Everybody had their own shit. And some people, their own shit was to be miserable. So, if you got zapped up, which was often, my name was everywhere for no reason. People, I didn't even know people were fucking jealous. I'm like, I'm the brokest bitch you would ever meet. How the fuck you jealous? I only look like I got money because I make my own shit. You serious? Well, now it costs so much to make your own stuff. You might as well buy it from the stores if it's on the shelves. You know, but check it out, though. You got to carve your own life. People will protest, especially if you're a bomb-ass human being. You know, and I'm bomb-ass on different levels. Like, I, I mean, I tell people all the time, I make mistakes all the damn time. And not even mistake mistakes. Like, sometimes I be meaning, to, I, I do it on purpose, but it's still a sin. <laughs> you know, but, and I let people know, no, nah, don't, co never compare yourself to me. Bitch, you know how many things you, you do that I should be doing right now? Like my own motherfucking hair. Can I pay you to do my hair? No. Why? Because you're too busy making yourself look good, taking fucking pictures on Facebook. Instead of making real money in the real world, doing a bitch hair. You know, and nobody can look back and say, I've never heard that from her. My own fucking kids heard that from me. My, my second oldest son, that's how I found out he was a geek. I'm like, dude, I used to rock computers. You just caught me on a bad year. I can't afford shit right now. We went, we just coming out of a recession. Sheesh. Then I took them to work with me. But they're good kids nonetheless. And it was easy to find out what they liked, even though they didn't want to admit it. My third son, he's just, he's always been pretty. So that's always his thing. 
you know, I mean, business, he's great with business. Once you, he, you know, he knows how to play the game. He, he got just as much energy. He just gets into a lot more trouble. And I'd be lying if I didn't say I got into trouble. Sometimes fighting. Other times it was like, you know what? If you do this, you're going to, this is going to be a hassle. You already fucked up the area. Some people just found out who you were and they got jealous. Fuck it. Let's get out of here. You know, never running. But again, there's much more important things to do in the fucking world. And every year, maybe three times a year, but every year I write down according to how I'm feeling a quarter or a third of the year. And I write down how am I feeling? When do I plan on traveling? How do I feel about myself enough to want to travel? Not traveling for need, but traveling so I can consume, you know, through my eyes, my senses or whatever. Like if I wanted to go to the Philippines, first of all, I'm not taking no fucking shots. So fuck it. I hated that shit in ele- before elementary. I hated that shit in elementary. I hated that shit in junior high school. I hated that shit in high school. I hate that shit when I was pregnant and had to go to the hospital. Fuck it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so being that there's enough Filipinos out here, I will at some point make a friend and we're going to talk food because there are some Filipino chefs. Oh my God. The sweetest people in the world. They do not mind cooking and letting you watch, you know, like, I mean, and you're just the whole time salivating and holding conversation and they'll give you something to drink to quench your thirst, but you can't wait to eat what they got going on. I mean, dude, I tell, I could have been married a million and one times over son. Like you got to appreciate people who they are, where they are now the evil shit. I'm not fucking with you. If that starts showing a lot more often, you need to be alone. I will, more than anything, preserve our friendship by leaving you the fuck alone. I I will take that sacrifice. I sure will. Because when you get over yourself, you come looking for me or you accidentally run into me. And you know at that point you can talk to me. There are a lot of people this day, I'm talking up right now. A lot of people can't say nothing to me. You couldn't even tell me they have a funeral. They died. No. I forgive you. Leave me alone. I don't ever want to run into you again. Not even in paradise. Inshallah if I go. But. No. I'm good. I had enough. And you have the right to do that. You know. People be trying to act like the whole world got to be connected. At the same conduit. No. You're breaking off a friendship. It's more harmful motherfucker. It's more harmful for me. And I don't want to have to harm you. It's too much effort. And I don't want to put that kind of effort into you. I'm too, I'm better than that. I'm too good for you, ma. You know, I, I, I'm, you know what? This be that, that point in time where that Remy Ma song comes on in my head. I look too good to be dropping it. I'm sorry. I'm just too, I'm, son, son, son. Be a revolution on your own. Trust that. If you love yourself, you will be the shit in this world. You will be. Donald Trump, people love talking shit about this dude. This dude, can he could be in his house having lunch, quiet, minding his business. And motherfuckers will talk about what he talked about months ago. Still, that's how important he is to people. He gives them a purpose. Fine. I'm glad he got a thick skin. I'm skin, excuse me. 
I'm glad he got a thick skin. But you can't say that's not a smart man. I learned a lot from Donald Trump. I even went to one of his uh, his real estate thingies. When it first came out, I, I had gotten free tickets. Awesome. I took some great classes. You know, he was cool. But th there were so many people because he, he had advertised it time and time again. That by the time he finally put a date to it, there were so many people there, yo. I mean, I sat through the whole class for free. I took so many notes. Of course, you had to purchase things like the book and stuff. I was broke at the time. It was a recession. So where am I going to get a job, right? And, I, I'm, and I'm grateful to a lot of things because my, my, one of my sister-in-laws got me a job. You know, when I first when I was first in New York, because I was stuck on gigs because people didn't want to hire me because I was overqualified. And they felt like at some point I was going to ask for a raise. And I'm like, you bastards. But, um, you know, and also businesses were getting bought up by whole families. So, you know, you go to Dunkin Donuts in New York and an East Indian is working there and he owns that bitch. You know, so he'll, he's hiring parent, family and people who look like him. But nobody can say nothing because then you're racist if you do. But when white people were doing it, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, people come here for that dream. They believe in that shit. And here it is. Somebody had to make it. And it was our, our ancestors. But, uh... There's always going to be a point in time where somebody got the vision and other people got the means to build it. It's, it's commerce. It's currency. It's a service. Whether it's force, by force or by knowledge. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. But, um, yeah, man. Have some imagination. Be appreciative of yourself appreciate that you wake up every day if you're in pain you know honest to god people talk all this shit about oh vaccinations oh this oh that the medical field is what it is if i did not want to live a certain way i would make myself available like sickle cell anemia i've seen people go through so much pain and suffering through that me personally if i had it I'm sorry, but I would be a guinea pig because I would not want, God forbid, I get married and have children and I think I'm in recession, recession, I think it's called, and, you know, and all of a sudden I have a fucking child and the child changes my body situation and now I'm back to square one with the seizures and shit. That is painful, according to what people I know who have it said. And it, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a form of suffering. Uh, 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 I mean, an affliction, I'm sorry. And, oh my God, I remember a grown woman had it. And I was, I was a kid. And I was sitting there and she had the seizure. And I would just hold her hand and I'd pray over her. The best way I knew how. Sometimes I cry. But, you know, I gave comfort to that person also. They, at first, they felt like I violated. They were like, oh, you don't pray over me. You, I'm not dead. Uh. But then when they re when I left them alone and left them, you know, to their own lonesome, and I didn't want to go back, that's when they realized I felt much better when she did that shit, you know? And I gave comfort, and they didn't have comfort wherever they had it, wherever they were. So they wanted me to come back. My mom forced me to go. 
and we end up rebranding our friendship because after a while she stopped having the seizures at all and of course we moved so we couldn't I couldn't go back over there anyway but you know you help where you can you know what I mean and if you don't know something especially if I mean look at your environment you know what you need you know what your community need if you're building a community don't be a miserly bastard during these days you don't want to do that you, you're cutting off your opportunities because people do hold grudges people do remember and if you they don't get the redemption they feel like they should get you can also suffer and you can also be prolonging the suffering of others it's, it's just such a severance just understand whatever you're willing to do to disassociate yourself make sure you do it for the right reasons and uh, and I don't advocate for suicide don't be a coward I'm sorry no I'm not don't don't be a coward I don't advocate for that um, it's, it's such a trick of the mind you know um, when people have afflictions you can't judge them at all you just it's just you're not God you just gotta you know sometimes when I used to come from the, the mall with my mom we would hear we would see an ambulance just whisk past us going the opposite direction and I don't know for some odd reason I would get emotional I just fell down all of a sudden like it was like a, a whiff like a whiff just you know passed me by and I would just get down a little bit just get quiet and then she would so she I think she noticed it and then she was like you know sometimes my mother would say if you see an ambulance it doesn't matter what they believe just ask God for mercy it's a charity you're not obligated to do it you don't always got to do it but just do it and I used to have a pray uh, a way of praying to myself that I always had to bow my head down so it was cool so I remember oh my god I almost didn't go nowhere with my brother because we were trying he was he was a, like a stallion yo like Still to this day, he could, he could power walk your ass under the bus, yo. And he's in his 50s. But when he was in his 20s and shit, oh my God, he used to, I swear to God, he used to drag me. I hated them slippery shoes. But God, he, he would gallop. He didn't walk, yo. But anyway, sheesh. He'd walk your ass up under a bus, man. But he would, he didn't need a car. He was the locomotive. But um yeah, he... um we used to see a lot of ambulances going by and of course the community we lived in people got shot a lot so every time the ambulance went by i'd stop bow my hand my head real quick and then I've, i'd had to learn how to make my prayers uh shorter and shorter because he was getting tight with me so we finally made it to the train station and he carried me down the stairs <laughs> and put me over the turnstile oh my god <laughs> yeah oh my lord but yeah because it was like you know four or five ambulances whisking by and i'm like bow my head please god have mercy god have mercy <laughs> anyway so you were listening to the bb globe podcast adventures thank you for tuning in you know love you love yourself love for you to love yourself wishing you much love peace good soul great spirit and the know-how for this climate that we are in and entering into please plan and prepare for yourself and if not just for you for your neighbor as well peace